Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, episode 94. Pam and Scott's 2016 Holiday Book Pairing, Adapting to Seismic Changes in the Business Environment. This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of success on the web at businessadvance.com. And now, here's Pam and Scott. Thanks, Chris. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. And right across from me, as always, is my business partner and husband, Scott Harper. Hi, Scott. Hi, Pam. It's great to be joining you again for another episode of Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. And if you're listening for the first time, our purpose is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas for visionary leaders to accelerate themselves and their companies to the next level of growth and success. So, Pam, what are we talking about today? Well, it's time for our holiday book pairing for 2016. And this time we have selected two books that will be especially relevant to all of us as we deal with potentially seismic changes in the business environment over the next year. Well, that's right. We've just had the 2016 presidential elections in the United States. Mm -hmm. And no matter which side of the politics you're on, we can all agree that this qualifies as an event that is likely to be a real game changer in the U.S. and possibly in the rest of the world as well. Absolutely. Think about this. There are policy changes that are likely to come in healthcare, right? trade, immigration, the environment, financial regulations, and more. And all of this is going to create both new opportunities and new challenges, and often both at the same time. So as a result, our company's markets and customers are likely to also have new needs, and entire new markets will open up, some will close, some will shift. And if you think about that, as a result, how our own company's services and products are developed, priced, marketed, manufactured, if that's applicable, sold and serviced, will also need to change. A whole host of things, all coming in rather rapid order. And the thing is, we don't really know yet what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So the question is, how can we as leaders take advantage of opportunities and minimize challenges as they emerge? There's two ways. First, we need to be even more focused on increasing our awareness of both the big changes and the small ripple effects that go with them. Mm -hmm. So that way we can become more resilient and effectively pivot. You remember in episode 93, last week, we Mm -hmm. were talking about, do you need to pivot? Right. And one of the points you made there was that to effectively pivot, you have one foot firmly planted in your values, for instance, in your Mm -hmm. company's uh, idea and reason for being, and then you turn as appropriate. So yes, pivoting is absolutely important and new thinking is going to be critical for that. The other thing is that we need to be able to lead ourselves and our organizations so that we all have the courage and ability to recognize the status quo as it is and think about, is there a different way to move forward? 
and maybe take the road less traveled, raise those original ideas and then make them happen. You know, have the passion and that perseverance that it takes to achieve success. That's why we're pairing two books for this episode, Originals by Adam Grant and Grit by Angela Duckworth. Both of them excellent reads, uh, recently published in 2016. And for those of you who may not have heard one of our previous book pairing episodes, let me explain it for a moment. Just as pairing wine and cheese can bring out nuances in the flavors of the two together that might be missing when you taste them separately, pairing two books that are different but have some overlap in their nuances can really enhance your understanding of the issues that they cover. They're complementary books. They're complementary books. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about originals and grit. Stay with us. We're glad you're listening to Growth Igniter's Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. We're brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated on the web at businessadvance.com. We focus on enabling visionary leaders to dramatically increase momentum in their companies for game-changing results. Does this topic resonate with you? We have more. Check out related episodes to expand your perspectives and take away even more immediately actionable ideas. Just go to growthignitersradio.com, episode 94, and scroll down to resources. And while you're there, sign up for our weekly alert of upcoming episodes so you'll always be up to date. Welcome back to Growth Igniter's Radio with Pam Harper, that's me, and Scott Harper. Today, Scott and I are talking about two books paired together that can provide some compelling insights on adapting to potentially seismic changes in the business environment. And you can look at resources for this episode by going to growthignitersradio.com and scrolling down under resources. So, Scott... You are going to talk about our first book, which is... Originals, How Nonconformists Move the World, written by Adam Grant. He's been recognized as Wharton's top-rated teacher for four straight years and is one of the world's 25 most influential management thinkers. Okay, so what exactly is an original? How does Adam Grant talk about this? He starts out with talking about the whole concept of originality itself, and then moves into original thinking and original thinkers. And originality, in his definition, involves introducing and advancing an idea that's relatively unusual Mm -hmm. within a particular domain. So, in other words, new thinking, a new idea, and if you want new results, especially in a changing, uncertain environment, Uh you have to think differently. You can't be a conformist. You can't be a conformist. You have to get curious and take the initiative to make a vision, a new vision, a new idea of reality into the actual reality itself. So that's what an original is? That's that's what an original is. Okay. So this book is about how we can become more original and take those new ideas into the world and bring them to life. A big hallmark of originality is to start out by being curious about how things are now 
Uh-huh. The default, I the guess. Default, or the default. We talk about the status we quo do, a lot. Yes. yes. Okay, this is what we're doing now. Why is, are we doing it? Why are we doing it? You know, an example of that uh, comes to mind. I reach back years ago now for when I used to commute to my job about 20 miles west of where we live here in New Jersey. And for those of you who know New Jersey, I would travel west on Route 80, Interstate 80. And the traffic was really bad almost all the time. Stop and go was terrible. We went through some towns that weren't that scenic. And after I'd been commuting for about five years, the state of New Jersey actually opened up uh, Route 287, which went up through the Ramapo Mountains. And it was a bit longer. And so I never really bothered to change my route until Mm -hmm. there was a really severe accident on Route 80, a gasoline truck crashed under a bridge, burned up the bridge, and they closed Route 80 for at least a week. And I finally started to say, well, I'll take this other route. And what I found out was, yes, it was a few miles longer, but because the traffic moved better, it actually cut 20 minutes off my commute almost every single day. And it was a much more scenic route. I had never questioned my habit that I've established. Mm -hmm. So the status quo was in place and finally got shaken up. Right. But here's the thing. If I questioned status quo sooner, I could have made the beneficial change sooner. Now, the question is, how can we best stimulate ourselves and apply the principles of original thinking to bring that benefit about? Is there a better way to do it? Mm -hmm. And... You don't necessarily want to say, well, intuitively, let's do it this way, because especially when things are changing, intuition can actually be a detriment, because this can lead us to jump to conclusions that may not actually be warranted in reality. Mm -hmm. So we have to really think critically and then move on to getting ourselves engaged and getting others engaged and dealing with well, how can we pace this? How can we get supporters mm-hmm. uh, who can help us take this forward? That's that's true. And that is the challenge for so many visionary people. Oh, yeah. They're out ahead of the pack. You right. know, we want to do this. We're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And, and it makes sense to me. The organization is going, you want what? <laughs> <laughs> You're, we're going to do what? Yeah, <laughs> that, that's for the visionary leader. Sometimes they can actually get way out ahead, uh-huh. as you say. There's also the visionaries within the companies who have great ideas, but they don't necessarily get surfaced mm-hmm. and turned into reality because there's a challenge in connecting the dots between the different idea and what it's going to take to bring it to pass. So this book enables a reader to go through that whole process then? Well, that's right. From the idea of generating the original idea, sorting through ideas, getting uh, buy-in and bringing an organization along, and managing the inevitable uncertainty and discomfort that original thinking can generate, uh, whether you're a leader or whether you're somewhere else in an organization. So before we move on to the next book, what is it about this book that particularly struck you as being especially relevant for leading through potentially seismic changes? Well, one of the things that I particularly was struck with, because it resonates with core belief that I that we have, is 
The example of a company where the CEO was an original thinker, but he wasn't the sole or even the principal original thinker. In fact, he made it his mission for the company to emphasize and exemplify and reward in many different ways that everyone in the company, from the top all the way down to the front line, was accountable for thinking differently, for challenging how things were done in a respectful way, Mm -hmm. for having conversations. So if there were different ideas, instead of stuffing it down or withholding or having back, you know, after the meeting meetings to undermine ideas, they would speak up. And he made it so clear that people had to listen with respect and then keep talking until the idea became clear. And this company had a very strong culture, but it was able to adapt to changing conditions because there wasn't just one change agent. There was a whole company full of them. So the power of the organization. The power of the organization in thinking differently and bringing new ideas and new value to life. A really nice and enlightening read. Now, the second book talks about, okay, you have ideas, but the trip from an idea to bringing it to life isn't always straightforward. And what does it take to stay the course? It takes grit. Ah. And grit is the power of passion and perseverance by Angela Duckworth. Angela is a 2013 MacArthur Fellow and Professor of Psychology at the University of Pennsylvania, and her passion in life's work is around the psychology of achievement. So you can see already that there's a great relationship between these two books, Sure, especially when there are seismic changes that are going on. It takes grit because we're going to run into obstacles. Yeah, We're going to run into things we've never dealt with before. A lot of uncertainty, a lot of not knowing if this is really going to pay out. Mm -hmm. So it takes extraordinary commitment. It takes a willingness to get knocked down repeatedly, have to find detours to get to where you're going to go. Yeah, That level of resilience and resolve, that's grit. What Angela Duckworth says is the secret to outstanding achievement is not talent or luck, but a special blend of passion and persistence. And she calls this grit. Her point is that although we have limits in talent and opportunity, we don't necessarily venture as far as we might have. That's what this book is all about. Uh Without calling it grit, I've actually seen this a number of times in people. I remember one person at one of my clients where he was actually an aircraft mechanic. Uh huh. And as we were talking, and he was part of a larger group, he shared with the group that one of his passions was playing the ukulele. Okay, nothing and to do with aircraft. No, and in fact, his real goal was to become a professional ukulele player. Okay. An unusual <laughs> yeah, passion. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, he was driven. Uh-huh. And as we were talking, he was saying the reason that he took this job mm-hmm. was that there were a lot of things he liked about the company. And in addition to that, he also liked the fact that it gave him the resources so he could pursue playing the ukulele. So he had a long-term love, Mm -hmm. and he was sticking with this other job. 
And he was committed to this job because he really enjoyed it for its own factors. Now, what's funny about this story is that years later, Mm -hmm. uh, remember we went to a concert. Oh, that's right. An open air concert. And we looked on stage and there was this man. Ah, and he was yeah. pl- he was playing the ukulele, so his, his passion dr- and persistence his paid dream off. came true. So the question is, you know, how can you get a feeling for how much grit you have or how much grit it takes to actually stick it out and really achieve that long term dream? Well, one of the things that Angela Duckworth has in her book mm-hmm. is a grit scale. A grit scale. Okay. You take these two dimensions, Uh the passion, which again is not passion as in intensity, but passion as in commitment Uh, on a long-term basis. Okay. So dedication, you could almost think of it as. And at the same time, looking at perseverance. Mm -hmm. So when you get knocked down, what happens? Do you give up? Do you keep going? Uh You find another way. And she's developed scoring so that you can actually find your grit score. So that's that's an interesting guide that okay. anchors a reader. It's captivating. So she has a saying that I particularly liked when she was talking about perseverance. On the journey of growth, expect detours. Right. So, and that sure is the case. So when you're talking about seismic changes, and especially unknown potential seismic Mm -hmm. changes, we have to be ready to go and zig and zag and do things in new ways, Mm -hmm. originals. Original thinking, right. That's right. And until we get where we're going, and maybe we never actually get there, maybe the bar keeps raising. Mm -hmm. The point is that there's always a way. That's what we have to bear in mind. So we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, Scott and I will talk about immediately actionable ideas for applying principles from originals and grit to fostering original thinking, passion, and perseverance in your organization in the face of potentially seismic changes in the business environment. Stay with us. You are listening to Growth Igniter's Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, on the web at businessadvance.com. We want to thank you out there who've reviewed and rated our podcast series on iTunes. It helps people find us and get the message out. However, some people have told us that they're not quite sure how to post a review. That's why I've created a short video that removes the mystery from the process. Go to growthignitersradio.com and look over at the sidebar to the right of the page and you'll see a headline, subscribe to Growth Igniters Radio. And then click the blue button underneath that that says how to review Growth Igniters Radio on iTunes. This will take you to an 84 second video showing you everything you need to know to review and rate this podcast. And thanks again for helping us spread the good word about Growth Igniters Radio. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. 
Today, Scott and I have been talking about our 2016 holiday book pairing for adapting to potentially seismic changes in the business environment. And you can find resources for this episode by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 94, and scrolling down under resources. Okay. So now in this section, Pam, we like to get down to some of the nitty gritty, take the concepts we've been talking about and figure out how can we apply them in some immediately actionable ways that really makes a difference. Mm -hmm. So we've taken these complementary books, we've blended them together, we've got a really now nuanced idea and taste in our minds. What's the first thing that we could do that can put it to work? First one's easy. Buy the books and read them. (laughs) (laughs) And while you're at it, take the grid assessment. But what if we don't have time to read the books cover to cover? So many of us are completely uh, slammed with so many things. Absolutely. One of the best ways that I've found is to read the book jacket, Mm -hmm. the front flap, the back flap, the introduction, Mm -hmm. the preface, Mm -hmm. the conclusion, the beginning of each chapter and the end of each chapter. It fills you in. It's not going to give you the richness that reading every single word would give you, but it gives you the key points and a general idea. Okay. And in many ways, Even if you just do that, it's better than, say, buying somebody else's extract of Mm -hmm. the book or abstract of the book, because then you have the book and you can dip into it as you have time or as something particularly stands out for you. So excellent idea. And especially in originals, uh, the last chapter was an outline, really, of the main concepts and a little bit of advice on how to put it to work. So that's that's a very good good suggestion. And a lot of these books, too, have uh, sections at the very end for additional resources well, and that's tools. Right. Yes. So don't miss that. That's right. So now we've talked about read the books or dip into them and, and get them the essence What can we now do that we have some of these ideas in our heads to put them to actual practice? The next three ideas are all things that some of our most successful clients do on a regular basis. The first is to get curious. Uh Take a cue from originals and look at the election outcomes and the changes as an opportunity to see your business with fresh eyes. Okay. So as if you were coming in from a totally different place, uh-huh. look at what the company's about, right. why you're doing what you're doing in different areas, mm-hmm. really see it as objectively as you can. And so you're saying, okay, this is how we have been doing it. Is this really the best way? What are challenges that could pop up? What are opportunities that could emerge? That's right. So looking at your organization with fresh eyes, the next idea is to go beyond your organization, your immediate organization, and talk with other stakeholders. So ranging from customers, strategic partners, vendors advisors, the whole range of different perspectives so that you can see where things are showing up. And that's going to give you a direction to be able to say, this is something that is starting to happen over here with, say, my customer. Could it also be impacting our suppliers? Right. Could it be impacting 
our strategic partners. Right. Putting that all together and doing it frequently enough so that it starts to make sense. Absolutely right. In fact, one of the points that Adam Grant makes in Originals is that the more diversity of ideas and diversity of looking at things you can tap into, the richer the fount of knowledge and wisdom you'll have, and you can really make much better judgments about what that those impacts could be, what the challenges could be, what the opportunities could be. Okay, so what's the third piece of actionable advice? Create an environment where people can discover their interests and their passion, ultimately. Okay, tell me about that. Just as I was talking about uh, earlier with the ukulele player, yeah, the whole reason that it came out that his interest was even relevant mm-hmm. in this case was because we were talking about how can your interests play a role in what it is that you do on the job. Uh-huh. And not every interest translates directly, but sometimes it translates indirectly. I've found out, for instance, that there have been people who are very passionate about organizing events. Mm -hmm. I've found out that there are people who are passionate about meeting new people, Mm -hmm. bringing ideas from outside into the company. So there are a lot of ways that people's passions can make a big difference on the job. So if you actually take some time to get to know people and get people to know each other in a company, as conditions change, as you have especially these big shifts, something that has laid dormant, perhaps, in terms of the job could actually be a passion that that person can bring into the new work environment and put to use for the benefit of the company. That's right. So talent takes on uh, new meaning. We can find talent in unexpected places. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I want to make the point that it's important to develop and offer developmental opportunities for people. And that doesn't mean necessarily sending people out to training. Right. But as an immediately useful idea, think about somebody that's in your team. How could you develop them? How could you mentor them or coach them so they could develop their passions and also their perseverance so that when they make the inevitable mistakes or there's a challenge that's very tough, Mm -hmm. how could you help them through it? Great advice, Pam. Are there any last thoughts to bring for this book pairing episode on original thinking and grit in the face of really big change? While we can't know what's going to happen, the opportunity starts now to develop ourselves and people in our organizations so that we're thinking in more original ways, we discover more about our passion and develop the perseverance it takes to succeed regardless of the conditions ahead. Thanks, Pam. And thanks to you out there for listening to Growth Igniter's Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. To get show notes and resource links for this week's episode, go to growthignitersradio.com and select episode 94. Until next time, this is Pam Harper and Scott Harper wishing you continued success and leaving you with this thought. As the impacts of change continue to ripple out from where we are now, What are we going to do to stay alert to opportunities, stay alert to risks, stimulate our original thinking, and develop the grit it takes to see it through to the end?
Growth Igniters and Growth Igniters Radio are service marks of Business Advancement Incorporated. All Growth Igniters Radio episodes are copyrighted productions of Business Advancement Incorporated, intended for the private use of our audience. Except as otherwise provided by copyright law, all other uses, including copying, editing, redistribution, and publication without prior written consent of Business Advancement Incorporated, are prohibited. All rights reserved.